Hey, all you listeners, it's Maylee Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music. I've got a good show for you tonight with John Young of the John Young Band. And uh, he's going to come join me. We're going to talk about songs he's got out on his latest record and also a collaborative song that he did with sweet little Jackie Darlene, who you guys have heard on this show before as well. So I don't want to take up any more time. I'm going to do a song with my friend John Christopher Davis called When Something's Wrong With My Baby. Yeah, all you people out there that are from my generation certainly are um, familiar with that tune. And we're going to be doing a show together uh, this coming Saturday at uh, Love and War in Texas. So if you guys want to hear some really uh, interesting music between John and I, come on out. I'm going to say it's really good, but you know, you got to believe in yourself, right? After all these years, I hope I believe in myself and I hope you believe in yourself too. We're, we're hoping that we can bring positive, beautiful thoughts to all of our listeners. So I'm going to be right back with John Young after this song on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas. Something is wrong with my baby. Something's wrong with me. And if I know she's worried, then I would feel that same as me. together we stand as one baby that's what makes this love feel so 
Hey everybody, we're back with my guest, John Young of the John Young Band. Welcome to the show, John. Howdy. Um, I um, First of all, I th- I think you have a really good sense of humor. I can tell just by what I've got, what I've um, mm-hmm. been reading about and and learning about. So um, I want to get to some funny things here in a minute. But before we start, okay. you you uh, you're a definite Texas boy. Grew up in Stephenville. Tell me what that's it was right. like for you um, growing up in a. I mean that's not a huge town, but no, um, tell me. But, but I have heard a lot of musicians from mm-hmm. out of there. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me about what it was like and and just how you knew that this was something you wanted to do. Well, growing up in Stephenville, there were really just a few local bands that kind of led the way for for a lot of the younger guys, and it was all do it yourself kind of attitude. Back when we were planning concerts and everybody was trying to do things in Stephenville, everybody would just pull their musical equipment together and you know, put on a show using just amps and stuff as, as PA. And that, that morphed into a pretty, pretty vibrant music scene. And then for a while it, it was, you know, people were moving to this area. I think Tarleton really had a lot to do with the, the music scene kind of taking off the way it did. There's a lot of, of really good talent that moved here to go to college and then dropped out and just got into the music scene. And I mean, that's, I can tell you just right off the top, like a bunch of musicians that, that did exactly that. But, Growing up in this town, it's it's the cowboy capital of the world. That's our, our title. And so it was very, very country, very kind of, it's just, Stephenville is just, it's 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 a very small central Texas town. <laughs> you know, there's a, a bunch of But it's got a big name. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. For such a small town, Stephenville comes up a lot in mm-hmm. conversations, especially amongst musicians. Right. And um, I always was curious about why that was. Well, Larry Joe Taylor didn't hurt anything either. You know, his well, festival is just right up north of town, and he does all sorts of things, brings some amazing artists here. But it's really funny. Um, a good friend of mine is a, a guy named Josh Serrato. He's the guitar player now for Co Wetzel, but he was playing with William Clark Green for the past eight, eight something years, I think. Uh, he originally arrived in Stephenville when he was like, 18 or 19 he was pretty young and it was him and his buddy had come in from gonzalez and they had both told us that they had heard that stephenville was where the music scene was and so i it was was kind of a shocker to me but really honestly we had a club in the 90s that really did a lot for it too called city limits and then bostocks as well but city limits really went after the texas country you know artists themselves they that's where like cross Canadian ragweed played here to 10 people, the original first couple of times they did it. And then it just blew up and they always kind of claimed that city limits had a lot to do with that. And okay. I'm pretty sure it did, but it's cool. And then, you know, Casey Donnie, who recorded an album at boss Docks. Okay. So you've got a, a lot of, of history from just the kind of the, the founding fathers of, uh, of the Texas country music scene that have, have done things in Stephenville, been involved in our scene quite a bit. So, well, so growing up and being having access to all of those acts, tell me how how was it? How did it impress you? And who was it that actually, you know, gave you, um, you know, the idea of hey, this is something I I think I really want to pursue. Well, originally, um, some guys that were older me older than me in high school that kind of got me turned on to playing music, and my original bands were all rock bands, and so okay. over the years, to to this kind of almost fit in I've, I've adapted and changed and I've done a lot of, diff, you know, soul searching as far as like my writing style and 
what I, what I want to present and how I do it. But the real main exact moment when I switched over from playing rock, you know, just bar chords and rock and roll with distortion over to finger picking and trying to actually, you know, work on melody was I, I got to hang out with a guy named Richard Lee and Richard mm-hmm. Lee is a super famous songwriter. He wrote, don't it make my brown eyes blue. Ugh, he yeah. wrote, uh, the man I never knew that Reba McIntyre made famous. Yeah. He's got so a plethora many awards. Of songs, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's an incredible human. And, one night, uh, a buddy of mine had me come down to Bostock's because he said, hey, you need to get down here. Something special is happening. And what, what it was was uh, Larry Joe Taylor Festival was going on. And Larry Joe didn't advertise or anything, but he showed up at Bostock's and played a show with his favorite songwriters from the, from the festival, the old timers. And that was Keith Sykes, Richard Lee. And I'm trying to think if there was one more, but those are the ones that I absolutely remember. And at the end of the night, we were all hanging out when they were closing on the bar and they invited me to go hang out with them at their hotel room, which is the Texas Motor Inn at that point. And we just sat there and just played songs and passed around a, a classical guitar. And Richard Lee played this song that he wrote that Billy Dean made famous. And it's called Somewhere in My Broken Heart. And I got goosebumps and I mean, it was, it was the most, it was like a religious experience just watching this guy knock this out of the park with a, a classical guitar sitting on a hotel bed. But it, it, it redirected my, my focus and what I, I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish through songwriting and melody. And, you know, just, it, it, it made me strive to be a better songwriter. Well, you know, um, that reminds me of an epiphany that I had Mm -hmm. when I was growing up because um, I grew up a lot sooner than you did. I'm a lot older than you are. I grew up in the 60s and 70s. And, of course, um, I I think probably two of the most predominant um, decades of music as far as what what I love. And um, can't, you know, you can't talk, not talk about um, rock, rock and roll and, of course, the blues and um and you know all, all of that genre but you know i'll never forget when i found out um that chris christopherson all the songs that he had written mm-hmm. that had gone on to be uh, at that time country music right and um in my mind it wasn't country at all you know and because it was being played on every major radio station and right. and the the problem where i i think and I shouldn't say oh, it's a problem, but I do because I'm in the radio business, you know, obviously mm-hmm. with this radio show and all the years that I've been uh, helping out is that we try to put everybody in these different genres when I really believe that it's just all about entertainment. And right. you know, I, I grew up with a grandfather that played um, a plethora of instruments mm-hmm. and um, played with country bands. He played with jazz bands. He led an orchestra. So it was all about just musicianship and Mm -hmm. now it's unfortunate for a lot of artists because we try to pigeonhole them into a genre and it's almost like you only get played on a certain station if you fit that genre and and i'm i'm you know i'm finding that we've we've made up this whole genre called americana okay Mm -hmm. we've got and we've made up this red dirt you know and we've made up texas country and nashville country mm-hmm. when i really think it should just be about the artist right and so i listen to i listen to artists now and i i don't i try not to set, tell people what style of music they do because i want you right. to love them for their message 
and um, of course, you know, here we go. We've got we got rappers now that are covering country yeah. songs, and and right because yeah, it's true. A good, a, it's a whole a different, different world. A good song is a good song is a good song. Right. Right. And, um, yeah. and so I what I love about your style, John, John, is I feel like you fit into exactly what I'm saying. And it doesn't surprise me at all that you tell me that you started out <laughs> playing rock and roll. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is you're just a really good entertainer. And I Thank listen you to much. your I listen to your writing and I listen to your music and I I feel like people need to open themselves up to understanding that. Instead of looking for all the country acts out there, just start mm-hmm. listening to songs that you like. Right. And it'll open up your world so much bigger than you could even imagine. Oh, yeah. For real. And, good music and, is good music. And, that's, and that's... the people that you're talking about as well, um, you know, a lot of them have had their songs covered by uh, so many different genres right. of music. Yep. So, um, so you... You, you fell right into it, right? I mean, as soon as you realized that you could do some different styles, when right. you said, you know, you were going from bar chords to finger picking and to mm-hmm. all that, um, all that did was open up more sound for you. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's evolution. And you have to always evolve as a musician or else you'll, you'll go stale. You know, if you just keep writing the same three chord songs over and over again and just changing the, the lyrics a little bit, Eventually, you're just going to make albums that are just 100% the, that song, you know? I mean, and it's easy well, to fall into that, there's for sure. No, um, you know, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no exact um, on how to write a song, as we right. know. Because the, the one thing I love about this show is I get to talk to so many different mm-hmm. artists and writers, and they all tell me, you know, the same thing. And as a writer myself... Some songs come really quickly. Some of them you put off, you 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 go back to two or three times. Right. Um, and and I laugh because now we all have these smartphones. You can literally talk into your phone, sing it mm-hmm. into your phone, and have that as a reference. When yeah. I was when I was writing years and years ago, before we had all that, I had to go find the tape recorder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know what I mean? And I just didn't have this access, easy access. Right. And now we've got people that have, with GarageBand and with these easy programs, they mm-hmm. can literally write a song right there in their room on their phone with you oh, know, yeah. very little effort. It's a it's a great great tool, honestly. It, it is a great tool, and I'm I'm happy that it, that it's it's been changing the way songwriting can be for all of you and um so let me let me talk about this you've got this new record that you and i say new because it's only been out for a year um i i love your videos and the first song that i want to feature is here and now and what an incredible Mm -hmm. video Awesome. I'm, I'm I, really glad you liked it. I want people to go and, and watch that. So you guys, but <laughs> yeah. tell me a little bit about that. And, and having grown up in, in, like I said, the sixties and seventies, yeah. it really, it really spoke to me seeing that. Hey, um, you're talking you about know, the video. Nostalgia. With the, the, yeah. The bus. Yes, yes. Yes. But tell me about that song. <laughs> that song is called here and now. And, uh, it's, it's a really, it's a beautiful song that kind of came out of, uh, just the music life. Um, I was for a while, I was kind of making extra money during the week by hosting open mics at different places, traveling around. I had a a standing gig just down the road at a restaurant and it was just so during the week I could keep income coming in and had some really good experiences. And two of them got 
very big. At one point we had this massive giant open mic thing that happened. And it was, it's, it's really funny because people that remember me from the Tarleton scene, they all, that's the first thing they always bring out. It's like, Oh, you're that guy that had that open mic. And it was at a golf course and it was the most amazing time. And we had great, great artists, but we would uh, be on a Wednesday night. And so I, I would be, till probably two o'clock in the morning, maybe three, because after I got through, I'd have to put up my PA system. I'd have to kind of get everything settled and, you know, just getting out of the bar is always hard when you're a musician. It just takes a little bit. So my wife got into the habit of she would stay up as long as she could. And, you know, she worked normal person hours. So she had to go bed at a decent hour. But when I would get home, she would be asleep in the chair, you know, with Frazier on the TV or something and she'd be there waiting for me to make sure I made it home okay and mm-hmm. then then she'd go to bed so one night uh, I got in from from doing that show and I walked in and saw all that and I sat down I put her to bed and then sat down with my guitar and wrote that song basically in one evening just oh, and, it, nice. and it was kind of riding off the uh, the high of the open mic stuff is is like either the best or the worst sometimes like you get guys that come every week and they're passionate, but they're, they're terrible, but they, they're trying really hard and you watch them grow. But then you also, you'll have somebody that'll just come out of left field and walk up there and just blow you off the stage. And I mean, yeah, how fun. I, I saw both, both sides frequently. And sometimes you would come home riding that high of that energy of, of really seeing somebody just slay the evening and just, I mean, it was it was incredible. So I credit that song a lot with those those nights of just. Uh, well, just it's a great song. Musician I love life. it, and I want <laughs> to share you. it with our audience right now. Right. So you guys here and now by John Young, the John Young Band, and it's spelled J O N by the way. Um, I've got so many musician friends that spell <laughs> their name J O N. It's bizarre. Fantastic. But um, anyway, uh, you guys are going to love this. When we come back, we're going to talk some, about some funny things. Um, that uh, that I read and that I saw with John and his band and uh, just a fun, fun <laughs> group of guys. I can't wait to come and see you live, John, or have you at our place. I need to have you come out and we play at the come. Guitar Sanctuary. So here we are, <laughs> here and now with the John Young Band, and we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music.
Well, we're back with um, John Young, and um, so John, here's the thing: I saw that you guys were in Amarillo recently, yeah. and 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 you did a cute little video of the guys trying to eat the what was it a seventy-two ounce? Steak yeah, seventy-two or ounces. Yep. I mean, oh, so like I've been living. Yeah, I know. I've been living now. Maybe. Here's what makes this whole thing really funny. Okay. So, if you guys want to see a funny video of the of these guys trying to take on this uh, meat, uh, this seventy two ounce meat? Go to the it's John good. Young Band. Uh, I, I'm not really sure what the title of it. I think it's it's on um, YouTube. Uh, it's just the John Young Band attempts the seventy two ounce. That's it. Challenge. Attempts the seventy two. But, but you can find it on our YouTube channel, or it's on Facebook. If you go yeah, and find and, our band um, Facebook. <laughs> Uh, here's what's so funny, and because you, you don't know me, at the very end of it, where you show the sign about um, "I'm me, not me." Yes. See the individual go vegan. I've been vegan for most of my life, and so I think it's hilarious <laughs> that you put that in there because it's like, yay, a shout out to me. <laughs> it was just funny because we were in the parking lot, and I looked up, and it was just right there. That's pretty know, strategic. Literally That's right good. next to this. Huge, <laughs> right next to this massive steakhouse. Yeah. Massive steakhouse. So I wasn't sure if I understood right. Was it just one of the guys that did it? No, three of our our guys. Okay, so yeah, one two, of the guys two, two band members. No, 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 no. They well. Are you talking about finishing it? Yeah. Or no, nobody yes. finished it. No. Okay. They they got halfway through, and it was just a lot. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Tell them I'm proud of them for not finishing it because oh, I mean, I mean that's a that's so hard on your body, guys. Oh, it is. I mean, yeah. seriously. And you were laughing about how you guys had that six hour drive home, and oh, I, like I would not want to be in the that? van with them because I've done some traveling with my guys yep. when they overeat, and it's not yep. pretty. It was brutal. It's not pretty. Yeah, it was. It ended up being a, a fun ride home for sure. No, well, nobody you know, was wanting to stop and get snacks. They're like, yeah, there you go. You know, we. Uh, I think one of my um, best memories of being on the road was um, when we found a, a pie place. 
we were on our way to Fort Smith to do the river riverside whatever that festival is and we found a pie place and we go in and you know there's at, at that time we were torn with a seven piece band and we sit down and it's all of us with the wives so there's you know like 15 people easily sitting there and they had i don't even know how many different pies so we just had them bring out a slice of everything it was oh, probably fantastic. 30 30 pieces of pie and we all Great. sat around and ate all that pie now here's the problem we did that on the way to the gig oh no <laughs> so, i mean and we're in the in the, in the <laughs> band going what did we do yeah, we're all sugared up horrible. feeling feeling yeah. so funky yeah that's but, why we waited to do that challenge uh the sunday after our saturday show because that would have been thrilled <laughs> i have to go and try to play a gig after eating that much steak <laughs> You know, being on the road with your band, though, mm -hmm. it's there's nothing like it, and I no, um, there's nothing like it. I I think that probably for me, um, because I've been I haven't done as much traveling lately. I think probably what the greatest feeling for me is when you go to a market that you haven't been in, and you mm -hmm. see people's reactions to your music. Doesn't that make mm -hmm. you feel good when you Absolutely. go somewhere and you know that um, you're getting new? fans yep. and um and you know it just it's a very affirming kind of thing for for people and i know there's a yeah. lot of people out there that are scared of that yep. um you know I, I know a lot of artists that don't like to tour because they don't mm -hmm. want to feel that um you know that nervousness about are they going to like me right you just got to be yourself and you got to believe in yep. yourself enough to say i'm going to put this out there and hey it's subjective and not yeah. everybody's going to like it and it's right. okay well, not you everybody's know? supposed to like it. If everybody liked it, it would be a boring world, you know? I I totally agree. My biggest <laughs> statement I say to everybody is I don't want to live in Pleasantville where everybody's no. the same. No. Um, I like the fact that we all are are, are so different, and I, I love that. <laughs> and uh, and I can tell that, that you're, you're that kind of guy, you know, that you would do that. So I mentioned um, off the air that you have done some fun things, uh, some shows with people that I know. Of course, mm -hmm. um James Cook, who's one of them, and I'm going to, oh, uh, for all you listeners out there, James is going to be on the show here pretty soon. Um, but uh, I think that probably one of the biggest pluses to Americana and uh, country artists is the way that they all like to um, include each other on stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and I, I don't know how that really came about unless maybe maybe part of it is the writing um, mm -hmm. You know, for country for so long, um, there wasn't a lot of singer-songwriters out there. A right. lot of country artists were um, getting their songs from writers. Absolutely. And also, um, you know, Nashville's been very well known for having um, these writers work with other writers. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, sometimes bringing in um, that maybe opens it up but what do you think is the difference that makes it where you guys you know you 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 work more with one another and you record songs together and i i really think mm -hmm. that it you take away that whole this is mine and i don't want to share it kind of attitude that sometimes you see and well in... yeah at the end of the day we're all in the same game and we we become friends you know over the years i've become friends with so many other musicians and so many other songwriters just by being in the scene and being receptive to just meeting new people and trying to build a network of, of musicians and friends. And in doing that, you know, I've got to know a lot of great musicians and it's always 
it's nice when you can kind of give back to the the system and and put something together where you can help out you know another band or it's and, and that's been the thing with me and James is you know we we try to reciprocate and we'll we'll put the the other band as the opener for for whatever show they're doing or vice versa and it's been a lot of fun and in fact we did a run with them where we were in Lubbock Wichita Falls and Fort Worth and we had a blast it was so much fun just those guys are great and they're they're uh, fantastic musicians and well I, and I've I, always loved James's stuff he's got well great I songs. do too and I yeah. and I um I thought it was so interesting because without you even knowing this I listened to your stuff and it kind of I was like you know it's kind of you're in the same lane you guys right. are in the same lane uh, Jay I don't know if you realize what an incredible musician James is I mean oh yeah no I do yeah James you know, is, he's awesome he, he really is. System. And um, and the fact that you guys have been able to share the stage and do shows together, right. I would love that because as a listener, you know, it's just broader and <laughs> more fun. But I love the fact that, um, artists, that a lot of artists in the Americana country vein are collaborating with one another yes. and, and doing things. You, I, I think people need to understand you're opening yourself up to a, another whole new audience oh, of, of people yeah. that you normally might not be in front of that are coming to see that no James right right yes and now they're gonna walk away and go oh my gosh what I've really enjoyed about the shows with James is he encourages my band to be on their a game and I always feel like at the end of the night every both bands bring their absolute a game so that they don't you know look like chumps <laughs> and that's it's fantastic because nobody's gonna look like a chump but in our mind you know we're we're going to go out there and, and try to do the best show we can. And James does the exact same. And it's, it's kind of back and forth as to who, who, who dominated the evening, but you know, it, it's a lot of fun to, to just go and experience. And it, it's, it's really good for your musical charge to, to recharge with some other people that are just good musicians and, have different ideas on things. It's a lot well, of fun. I just, I think it's wonderful. I, I, I'll tell you, I just saw um, Jade Marie Patek. I don't know if you know mm -hmm. her. Love know her. her. So phenomenal. Well, she just opened a show for the Red Clay Strays, and I don't know if mm -hmm. you know that band out of Alabama. I've heard the name. Yeah. Well, check them out. They're really, really good. What What was so great about it is they asked her to come up and sing on a song with them at the end of the night, mm -hmm. and of course she loved it. But uh, again, it opens up her audience because you know all these people yeah, well, that came to see Red Clay Strays that mm -hmm. had never heard of her walked away from there going, "Wow!" And the fact that he was so kind to bring her up on stage and have her sing with him that and it, i just love it and i love that about americana music and i love that yeah. about country music and i'd like to see it happen more on all the genres because I, yeah. I think it's really really cool so in that vein i'm going to segue into you um doing this song called learning with jackie mm -hmm. darlene who right. i've had on the show and um, of course she comes from um a phenomenal writer in her family obviously mm -hmm. as you know and yep. um this song really spoke to me on a lot of different levels, um, John. I I think it's important for us to to know how to love ourselves because if yeah. we can't love ourselves, we really don't know how to love someone else. True. I mean, I, I really believe that. I have this mantra that I say, love yourself, love others, and love life. Um, yeah. I, I listened to the lyrics of this song, and 
I don't know where I don't know where you were coming from, but somewhere deep in in your soul because it's a beautiful song, and Thank I, I I love that you reached out to Jackie. Tell me, yeah. have you known Jackie long? Where did yeah. that connection come from? Um, kind of when she was, I wouldn't say getting her start, but she moved to Stephenville, chasing that music scene, and she came to several of my open mics. These a lot of these people that I that I've worked with are people that I've met over the years at songwriter competitions and but Jackie she she came to Stephenville and I just the first time I heard her singing I was pretty well hooked she's got a beautiful voice and her songwriting has done nothing but just improve and just yeah she's phenomenal so yeah it was kind of a no-brainer uh the song came out of addressing some problems with addiction addressing some problems with myself but also when I got done with it, it, you know, it was originally very personal, like a real, very introspective kind of looking in, into my own existence kind of kind of song. But what I came to realize is that it's really it's everybody's song. And I think everybody can relate to it on a certain level. The craziest is uh, I played a veterans event last year and it was on Veterans Day and it was actually with James Cook as well. But I got done. Uh, with that show and I had six disabled Marines come up and like it was a, the most powerful thing I've probably ever experienced with that song the one guy just shook my hand and cried and was just like man like that nailed it <laughs> like damn so it was it's a special song on a lot of levels and it's one of those ones that when we play it live I I kind of intro it with that you know that it's it's really a song I wrote for myself about my own problems, but it's kind of all of our song at the end of the day. Oh, and you know what, honey? I, thank you for doing that because it's important for people to realize that, you know, we are fallible and we are going to mm-hmm. do things, but we have to be able to forgive ourselves and we have to be able to move yeah. on. And, and uh, otherwise you carry this weight and it, we it's just not worth it. We're in this world one time like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter how you so believe true. it, I say that over and over again, but it's a gift. And thank you for that. And, and you know, I'm I'm realizing a lot of my friends, musician friends are, are recognizing how powerful it is for them to be transparent right. about their about the things that they go through. And yeah. um, because to, for us to think that we have to be put on a pedestal um, mm-hmm. is just going to be uh, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Because it's important for us to be human, and I think it's important for us to be able to connect to the audience that we list that that comes out and listens to us. They want to know that they're yeah. not alone, and that there's other people that actually struggle with it. And when yeah. they're watching you and hearing you sing a song like that, um, yeah, how moving and how beautiful for you to be able to experience right then and there yeah. to see the benefit that this song had. I see the people that it, it that it hits, and uh, it, it's not an uncommon occurrence to look out and see someone bawling their eyes out over that song. And it's good. it's just because it's the truth, you know. I mean, it's sorry is just not that sorry when you say it every time, you know. That those little lines are all stuff that are like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just the truth of the matter of of being an addict and being, you know, just trying to always deal with it in your own ways and not having love for yourself. 
it's, it's well, hard. I I think it's beautiful, and I love the Thank song, you. and I'm I'm so glad that I chose this one, and I got to hear their story. Um, yeah. So we're gonna play "Learning." Um, it's actually featuring Jackie Darlene. It's a beautiful song, and we come back. We're gonna talk about shows that he's got coming up, and uh, another beautiful song that I absolutely love, and I can't wait Fantastic. to hear about. So, um, <laughs> John Young, the John Young Band. The song is called "Learning," and we'll be right back. I should stumble if I should fall. Just know that wasn't my intent at all. The same old demons just beneath my skin, leading me towards the bad again. I gave up on forgiveness. When I found that a well was dry Sorry, just think that sorry When you say it every time I know that I can do better I'm not proud of the shape I'm in I'm still learning how to love myself again I'm still learning how to love myself again
So I'm back with John Young. And John, um, thanks for sharing that about the story behind Here and Now. I'm sorry, Learning. Um, I, Like I said, I love it when when people, I'm not just going to say musicians, but when people recognize that um, being transparent about the things that we go through is mm-hmm. actually so helpful in our world. And yeah. I, I've just started doing it with my adult children. Um, you know, you got to be careful as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that they're all, um, you know, between the ages of 21 and 32, they're in adult life, they can handle it when I talk to them about struggles that I've had and things mm-hmm. that I've gone through. And um, I think it's important. It's very important. Yeah. So speaking of important, I want to talk about some um, shows that you've got coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be playing at one of my favorite places, believe it or not, which is called the Iron Horse Pub in Wichita Falls. Um, those mm-hmm. people love music. That particular place really loves music. The room is, um, it's not a large room, mm-hmm. but it, uh, it, you know, you get 100 people in there and you're packed and oh, yeah. they love you. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, a good time. And they've been there a long time. They've it been has, they've yeah. been housing some. They've got they've got a wall that's got some people on there. You're going, wow! Yeah. They played in here. That there's you a know, ton long... of really important people that have played there over the years. Oh, it's a really yeah. cool place. It's a really fun room. So they're you're going to be at Iron uh, Iron Horse Pub on October fifteenth, mm-hmm. um, and then you're going to be back um, in Austin at the Armadillo Den. Yeah. Um, on November 4th. And I November think you 4th. said that the 5th is going to close out your year at the Rustic, mm-hmm. yep. um, which that's a off, awesome venue. And of course, it Pat is really Green cool is venue. behind that. And, um, and, you know, they've always got great acts. And so you guys definitely look online and, and um, go see these cats. If they're anywhere near you at all, um, you got to go see them. But, uh, but if you can't download their music, Watch some of their videos. Um, really, really good stuff. I, I and t- he and by the way, he told me off the air that the the cool video that I love so much here and now he did himself, which that just shows you that when you're a good artist, you're just a good artist. I mean, you know, you've got a you got an eye for some stuff, honey. <laughs> well, I've been making Seriously. music since about '96, and in a lot of ways it's I've been having to do everything myself for a long time so you kind of have to either get good at it or you just don't do anything so well you know I um <laughs> because of this show I'm finding out a lot of guys that I talk to have other side gigs that they do that are artsy like uh, mm-hmm. several of them that um do phot- photography um a lot of them some some of them paint the few artists that I've had on are you know they they're they're actually showing their work in galleries and then there's a lot of them. They're just golfers. They just mm-hmm. like to play golf when they're on, on their off time, and that's an art form too in itself. If you've ever <laughs> yeah. played golf, you better you better know yeah. that you can take something to be good at that. Really but does. um, so I just want to say how much I appreciate that um, people that are here don't understand the background of this, but this was a last minute pull to have you on my show. And I'm so grateful because I really believe that this was supposed to be um, said this week for somebody out there to, to be able to hear about, um, you know, what, what we all go through in life. So I picked out a song to close um, our interview with called, Oh, how the morning sings. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know, honey. That that song for me just told me this guy's got it going on. <laughs> you really do feel the world, and you do see and understand and appreciate the little <laughs> things in life. Yeah. Um, tell me about this song because it I I love it. 
so uh, in 2011, my dad had a stroke. It's pretty, pretty massive. Pretty, and so I was living in the hospital with him, trying to take care of some things. Uh, my wife, uh, at the time, we were just dating, and we used to email each other back and forth. This was in 2011. And so we used to email each other back and forth. And part of what I got into to just kind of get my mind out of hospital life was I started making up little poems and I started just sending her these poems. And really, I mean, I, it was, it just became part of my sanity every day to just sit down and just write. Oh. Well, she loved this one poem, which was called Oh, How the Morning Sings. And basically it's the exact song lyrics, but it was just barely different. But what happened, she printed it out and she had it on a, a bulletin board at her office when she was working for a law office. And so when she was changing jobs, she brought that board home and had it in our music room. It was just kind of over on the, uh, on a desk and it was just sitting out. And I, I kept looking at those, those, uh, you know, that poem and those words. And I, 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 I really fell in love with it again. And so I, one day I taught myself how to play the ukulele and I was messing around with a little ukulele part. And for some reason I looked right at those words and I was like, Oh, this is it. This is where those words belong. <laughs> and so I, I just put those to the song and it's been that, that song. Now it took me forever to record it. I mean, I did that probably in like 2000, 13 is when maybe I wrote the song and we didn't record it till 19. So it, well, it, it's, there's it definitely versions of it. Awesome. There's versions of it on the other recording sessions that we did and we never got it the way where it was like, Oh, we should keep going with this. And when we well, finally, did I would imagine, time, you know what, honey, you just be prepared. You need to do a live record anyway. Um, I think, I think for sure. Cause I've been looking at some videos. I'd love to see you guys do a live record. And fantastic. when you do, you got to do that song because, yeah. um, you know, songs like that, when you play it live, it captures something different than when you're mm -hmm. in the studio because you're uh, feeding off of the room. Right. And, I know, I know that song, and I know learning uh, would do the same thing. In fact, most of, most of the songs, I'm a big proponent of. Hey, at some point in your career, please put out a live record. It's important yeah. for people to be able to Absolutely. hear how different it is when you have yeah. that kind of inner working. So that's my advice to you: is I'd love okay. to see you do a live record. And uh, I would love to do a live record. And if you do, you better let me know when and where it is because I want to be in the audience. So I'd like to be a part of that. Well, John, I can't tell you how much I loved having you. On on the show and, and hearing you. about you and I I really am um, I want to reach out to you and get you um, in okay. my neighborhood soon sure. and to some um, rooms that I know about that would really appreciate you and maybe That'd I can fantastic. just get you and James has been wanting to come to the Guitar Sanctuary so maybe what mm -hmm. we'll do we'll just do a double header and uh, get you good. guys out to do a show wouldn't that be fun? That'd be a lot of fun. So yeah. thank you so much. Do you want to give a shout out to your band so that um, people know who's playing with you with the John Young band well this is kind of uh they're they're an amazing band I, I love these guys um and i they're all most for the most part ex-jazz students from tarleton but i've got andrew pippen on guitar okay i've got roy hakins on drums okay roy's, roy's from boston so he's boston roy okay um, we've got ross backus on keys ross is a character oh we call him ross Redcorn sometimes and then we got brandon <laughs> brandon cop on the bass guitar 
So, well, yeah. you guys seem like a lot of fun, and I'm I look forward to getting to know you better and have you guys around. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, for and having all me. you listeners. We'll be right back talking about what we've got coming up on Texas Homegrown Music right here with Maylie Thomas. Here's the song, Oh How the Morning Sings. Oh, how the morning sings With all of the sounds the sun does bring Oh, how the morning sings Start to whistle the songs of cheer I'm humming along and I'm glad you are near To hear how the morning sings I'm a boy, you're a girl Oh, our love is a drug Let's get high and both give it a whirl I am yours, you are mine We're so good together the end of another session here on Texas Homegrown Music and I just loved getting to know John um, of the John Young Band and those cats are so much fun. If you guys are ever surfing around, go look at some of their videos and just some of the fun things that he puts out there. They really know how to bring um, bring you into their camp and make you feel a part of their world and I just love that. I, I, I Like I said in the interview, I love the fact that he's just... Um, his his songwriting and his life seems to be so 
um, transparent and I, I like that. I think people want to know that they can relate to an artist these days and I, I know that I do anyway. So I love that and I loved having him on the show. So thank you so much, John, and I look forward to seeing you live very soon just like everybody else. So I want to remind everybody that uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan just, uh, you know, has a birthday this week and so I want to close the show today with a song called Love Struck Baby. I've always loved that song and I want to give a shout out to all of my um, sponsors again, the Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law for making it possible for me to come to you every week. Peace out, everybody. Make it a great day. Remember to love yourself, love others, and love life. And I'll see you next time on Texas Homegrown Music right here with Maylee Thomas. I saw a ton of bricks that hit me in the head And watch you do little baby I ain't over it yet Every time I see you make my feels a fine Heart beating crazy, my blood run wild Love and make me feel like a mighty, mighty mind Love me, baby, I ain't I your mind I'm a love-struck baby Yeah, I'm a love-struck baby You got me love-struck baby Baby